You're listening to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. If you're looking for the tools to deal with the challenges of this ever-changing modern world, you're in the right place. Now let's get it going. Welcome to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. I'm your host, Pete Veskis. And today I'm going to talk about a summit I went on last week. So I'm a member of a, you know, online men's group. It's called the Dad Edge Alliance, if you're interested in looking it up. Um, it's comprised of about 800 men from across the country, Canada, Australia, um, you know, South or Korea, lots of different guys, lots of different stories, lots of different backgrounds. And we all kind of come together to work on ourselves as men and as fathers, husbands, um, and showing up in this world. Really, it's a the idea around it is to change the game, to change um, or to build upon the lessons that we learned or didn't learn from our fathers and from the people around us and how we can improve ourselves and improve the next generation of you know men that are out there. And it was interesting because there was the annual summit and it was in St. Louis and I went out there and it didn't really, it was my first one. I didn't really know what to expect, but I knew a lot of the guys that had been in this group for a couple of years. You know, we've shared experiences, shared struggles, um, different journeys. And I really wanted to come on here today and tell everyone out there everything that I learned from those three days of basically masterminding with other like-minded men. So the first, you know, first and foremost, I think every single guy out there was extremely humble. And you had a, such a range, a socioeconomic range of men that were at this um at the summit. And yet it's funny because politics, religion, finance, none of those normal hot topic items really came up. And if they did, they were always spoken of with great respect and reverence for each other because we have a foundation of respect for one another. And I think it's because our shared purpose is the same. First and foremost, we are all trying to be better. And we're always listening. We're always learning from each other. We're, you know, we take what we can use, and there are other things that, you know, if we're not going to use it, we don't take it. But we're always open. We're always open to sharing, and we're always mindful and respectful, which you don't get in a lot of forums. You don't get them in a lot of places. You can't have those same conversations, you know, at dinner, um, because one of the things that we always work on are the tools on how to listen, how to be respectful, be mindful, and be appreciative of what the other person's offering. One of the big takeaways, I think the biggest takeaway is how vulnerable everybody got with sharing their story and the power of sharing your story. And I think this is something that, you know, I've been doing along my journey is trying to share my story. Um, I shared bits and pieces of it in the book that I wrote, Cracking the Rich Code. Um, I'm sharing it on the podcast. I share it, you know, my posts. I share it with my friends. You, normally, it's interesting when you get me in a conversation, I'm an open book. And translating that to being able to show up that way to share the stories is really where the power is. And through three days, one, we would have really amazing kind of appreciative inquiry conversations where, you know, networking, talking to other people, finding out their story, but really getting behind the small talk, really, you know, it's, you know, once you kind of say, what do you do, where are you from? It's about 
diving into somebody's strengths. Where do they see themselves? How do they see themselves? Um, how how have they, you know, how do they show up for themselves, for their work, for their family? And what was interesting is that even if you come from completely different backgrounds, there are so many parallels in sharing stories. You see yourself in their struggles. You see yourself or a friend of yours, or some, you can connect with somebody with different stories. And even if they're grossly different, even if they're wildly outside of what you experience or understand, it's just interesting to see how somebody else has dealt with a problem in a different way than you might have dealt with it. So really sharing and diving deeper in conversations was a huge, huge takeaway. Um, you know, I think as people, we need to share our stories. We are, a sto we are as humans, storytellers. And that's where the power lies in the lessons, in the camaraderie, in the vulnerability, in the trust. It's sharing a little piece of ourselves helps to build trust, helps to build connection, and ultimately a richer experience and richer relationships. The other thing that I really learned from this experience was the power of the mastermind, the power of being in a room with 200 other men with similar purpose. And what was interesting is that once you started to get behind the small talk, once you started to really dive into things, um, the amount of opportunity that seemed to percolate to the surface, I found fascinating. So I would talk to a person and I would hear their struggle like, oh, what are you working on? You know, what's your biggest struggle? Um, what do you need help with? Which in my experience in networking, something I didn't employ when I was younger, and I definitely learned the value of that one phrase now as I've gotten older, what can I help you with? And you'll see that there are always opportunities either for you to step up and help someone or to connect them with somebody else to give them you know some an opportunity to get help and vice versa when i started talking about my goals and my what i wanted to achieve and what i wanted to do and put it out there i noticed that there were other people who were like well i can't help you with that but so and so can and you have to voice what you want. You have to voice what you're looking to to achieve. And I used to be a big wallflower, very insecure when I was a teenager. I wouldn't talk. I wouldn't step up. I'd sit at the back of the class, um, you know, hoodie up, trying not to be noticed. It's because I had very, very low um, self-esteem and very. I was very, very insecure. I didn't have many friends. Um, I had a really you know, strong relationship with my cousins and my sister, and I think that's what pulled me through, but I never would dive in. I would always sit back, and over the years, I've become more and more confident, and I've become – I would say I don't have any more shame or you know, I, I'm not, I don't really care as much. So what I noticed is that at these events and at any kind of summit or – let learning or training or anything that I do, I'm always at the front and I'm always raising my hand and I'm always speaking up. And this really goes to putting yourself in the position to grasp opportunities that present themselves.
when you're at the back of the room, when you're disengaged, when you're not present, you're missing opportunities. And that's a lesson that I learned and get reaffirmed every time I go to these events is that the opportunities are everywhere. Opportunities to grow as a man, opportunities to improve as a father, opportunities to up-level your career, opportunities to make money. They're all there. The minute you're in a room full of other people, every single one of those opportunities are available to you. The only way they're available to you, though, is if you show up. And I made it, I made a real conscious commitment that when I go to these events, whether it was this mastermind or previous masterminds or previous summits that I've gone to, is that I'm not going to be a wallflower. I'm going to step up. I'm going to step into it, the role, and I'm going to learn as much as I possibly can. And I'm going to talk to as many people as I can. And it's exhausting. And, you know, I left, I came early and I left a little early from the summit and I needed to because I needed that time to re charge and reconnect and it did take me two or three days but the impact during those two or three days that i was there was huge because of the people i met because of me raising my hand and celebrating others or asking a question or sharing my story it really solidifies the importance of that if you want to show up as a leader in your life um the other thing that I learned from this summit was to have fun, to have fun and to be you. It's that, you know, we go to, whether it's a work event or it's a training or a school type thing, we take it so seriously. And yes, when I say show up, I mean, pay attention. I mean, go all in, but don't forget to have fun. Don't forget to show up as your authentic self being you because that's what people want to see people want to see the real authentic you you know and how do you create that well the first one is show up the other one is tell your story you know that's another huge one um the other one's just listen to people and crack a joke and you know create an environment create a bubble that is comfortable to be around and i think that's always been one of my superpowers is i can make people really comfortable and I help them to like, you know, let their guard down. And that's all we're all looking to do. No one wants to be on edge. No one wants to feel left out. No one wants to feel like an outsider. And you have the power and you have the opportunity to create a space of safety, humor, fun, and bring people along. I'll tell you something about, uh, I'll tell you one story from the event, um, which I thought was funny about around having fun and being me. And anyone who knows me, knows that on occasion I'll I'll karaoke. And I have lots of friends from, you know, different different times in my life that know that I don't mind to bust out a little Bon Jovi. And at the second night event, we were all out at this uh, local bar restaurant and they had opened a karaoke room and it was empty. And I just thought that was a travesty because I know that if I want a karaoke, there's got to be at least one other person who does. And one of the guys out there, one of my friends from the group, I could see him kind of eye in the karaoke booth. And I, I walked up to him and I was like, is it open? He's like, no, yeah, it's open. It's open. No one's up there. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go. And this is my personality. Let's go. What are we sitting here for? Let's just go do it. 
and we re- we walked up there with the only two in the in the booth. I started I started put on Wanted Dead or Alive, you know that's my that's my that's my jam. And I told him I go watch like by the end of the song this place will be full. And lo and behold, we start singing, we start getting into it. Then there were two, then there was four, then there were nine, then there were eleven, and by just taking that first step, I created an environment that brought people in, made people feel safe, made people vulnerable enough to sing. Cause I think that, I think if you had to choose between singing and showing up naked, I think more people choose showing up naked than actually having to sing, which I don't understand because who cares? <laughs> then the night you only remember the experience, not the quality of the song. So, you know, when you're in these places, when you're in these environments and you have the opportunity to step up and do it, just go do it. And if singing is not your jam, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's dancing, maybe it's playing guitar, maybe it's just talking to somebody who, you know, wants to look, is looking to be taught, spoken to. So use these as opportunities and get yourself in, in these groups, get yourself in a room with other like-minded individuals get yourself in a room where people are aligned with a similar purpose as you are and you'll find that when you're surrounding yourself with other growth-minded individuals you inevitably will grow along with them even if you're the last one they're going to pull you along so again just to recap what i learned from being in a you know being in a mastermind being in a summit with all of these amazing, um, you know, men trying to be better fathers, was really dive deeper in a conversation than just who are you, what's your name, what do you do, where do you live, how many kids do you have. Um, when you're somewhere, be there, be present, um, be paying attention. Listen to the stories, and tell your story. You know, be open enough, be courageous enough to be vulnerable, right? And then the last one is just be you and have some fun, right? Have some fun. Enjoy yourself along the way. And, you know, and I hope I hope this might spur you to look around, to find a community, to find a group to join. I'll have a link down in the DA if you guys, if you're interested in um, seeing what other like-minded men are up to. And if you want to talk, you can always reach out to me and, you know, book a, book a, book a call and we can see what kind of help you're looking for, where you need to go. Um, You know, my superpower, again, as I realized in the summit was connecting and connecting people to the solution they need. So I hope you all have a great week. Uh, I'm going to have some great interviews coming up and look forward to what the last third or last fourth of the year has in store for us. So to everybody, have a great, safe Halloween weekend, and I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. If you like what you heard today, drop me a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. And if you want to learn more about working with me, you can always look me up at www.petebeskis.com. Thanks and see you all next week.